Hi, everyone. I'm Maya Fleming, and you're listening to Gentler, a podcast about postgrad life, adulthood, and self-care. Welcome to Gentler. Today, I have another Gentler chat with Jacqueline Smith. She is an amazing mindset coach that I've worked with on my own, and I was so happy to have her on here. Among other things, we talk about why it's so imperative for you to handle the mindset part of your success before anything else can happen. Even if you know all the skills, all the facts, you still have to work on your mindset. So give this interview a listen, follow Jacqueline on her social media. I'll have it all in the show notes, and I will talk to you all again soon. Bye. Hi, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited about this episode, and I wanted to just give you the opportunity real quick to tell the audience who you are, what you do, a little bit of your backstory. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. So my name is Jacqueline, as you mentioned, and I'm a life and mindset coach for ambitious women, as well as a doctoral student in clinical psychology. And I work with women to, who, are, who are incredibly ambitious, they have all the goals for themselves, but need a little bit of help when it comes to things like slowing down, taking time for themselves, um, managing their minds, seeing their world more clearly, things like that. Nice. So I've been asking everyone who comes on the show, just as an intro question, what type of self-care are you practicing right now, if any? And a lot of times people will be like, you know, right now I'm not really doing much and that's totally fine, but what have you been loving lately? Oh, great question. Um, yeah, self-care for me in the summertime definitely looks like lessening the reins a bit in terms of my schedule and um, kind of micromanaging things so that I can enjoy. I'm, I'm from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, so mm. enjoying time at the beach, time with family, time with friends. So obviously that's <laughs> <laughs> unavailable at the moment, but yeah. um, even just like sitting outside and reading a book, things like that. Um, but in terms of my regular self-care practice, one sort of non-negotiable for me is my journaling, which we'll probably get into at some point, but mm -hmm. I do um, what I call thought work um, on a daily basis. And that really kind of sets the tone for me for the rest of the day and is also just like a lovely part of my routine that really sort of replenishes me. Yeah, nice. I love journaling. I think everyone who listens regularly will know journaling is probably my favorite self-care. Um, so love to hear that. So you are a mindset coach, and I am so excited for this episode because I feel like it's going to have so many concepts that were really transformative for me um, starting my intentional self-care journey. So I can't wait to dive in. And I thought a good place to start would be maybe you explaining what exactly a mindset is. And like, when we say mindset, what do we, what are we talking about? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think that that's a term that's used very commonly right now. And it's not always super clear what people are referring to. So when I say mindset, what I'm really referring to are thoughts, feelings, and sort of underlying beliefs, um, kind of like the inner environment of an individual <clears throat> and I got into mindset work because originally, so my master's is in behavioral science. So I, I was mm. one of the more action-oriented people focusing on, you know, why do people do what they do or not do what they do from an action perspective. But what I really became interested in was the inconsistency aspect, right? When we know what we should do, why don't mm. we still, why don't we do it, right? Um, and so the behavioral inconsistency led me to say, well, what's behind action, right? What drives action on an individual level? And beneath or behind that was sort of this combination of thoughts, feelings, and underlying beliefs. And so that's what I, that's what I refer to as mindset. And that's really the work that I do. 
um, is playing in that arena to, to then change how we show up in the world and the action that we take and sort of in the results that we create. So that's, that's sort of what I personally am referring to, um, though oftentimes I think mindset is kind of a, a term um, used to describe attitude towards mm. something, uh, okay. like how somebody thinks of something. So there's definitely, you know, a little bit of nuance there. But yeah, for me personally, it's just kind of like the general term for the inner environment. Nice. I like that, the inner environment. Um, okay, so when I first started this whole intentional self-care journey, I kept hearing this phrase that would piss me off um, and just upset me. And for years, until I kind of had an epiphany to understand like maybe what people were talking about, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. So I was hoping you could explain it a little bit. So hopefully listeners have this epiphany earlier than I do. And the phrase was this whole idea of your thoughts create your reality. So can you provide a little bit more insight on like what that phrase actually means? <laughs> Absolutely. Before I do, though, I want to hear why why it pissed yeah, you off. So, um, mainly because my reality was awful and I was like and then I would also hear I should mention I should I would hear it like accompanied with this whole like so if you are experiencing something part of you wants it and that's what I would always hear and this was particularly like in the manifestation space and I've talked about my experience with all that on the show before so listeners will know but there was just a lot of frustration that I had thinking like no part of me wants to be sitting here with a negative bank account and like having to scrounge food around for dinner and all that. Like no part of me wants that. My, my thoughts want something else. So why can't I have that? So I always felt like I was being kind of like blamed. Um, and I, I didn't want that obviously. Um, and I just, it would upset me. And I felt like it was a slap in the face and I was just like, no, my thoughts are of abundance. I'm doing my, my affirmations every day and my meditation. So why haven't things changed for me? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. And I have that sticking point with manifestations, too. So I, I, I would say this, right? 50% of life is out of our control. So to, mm-hmm. to tell somebody that it's just your thoughts creating mm-hmm. your reality is wildly untrue. And I 100% would agree that that would be extremely frustrating to somebody in a bad situation to just say, oh, well, it's just your thoughts, right? Like, just change your thoughts. That's not entirely true. No, half of life is not just your thoughts and your control. It's out of your control. But what we want to focus on is the part of it that is in your control, or at least in your sphere of influence, so that you can make whatever substantive change you want to see kind of like in spite of or in addition to whatever is going on kind of outside of your control. So to that end, your thoughts create your reality in terms of how you show up with what you're able to do. But I think where it gets confusing, and like you said, sometimes offensive for people is um, positive affirmations and manifestations will sometimes go to this place where it's like essentially lying to yourself, like yeah. just kind of giving like a blanket statement of like, oh, everything's great, like everything's perfect, money is flowing in, right? Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't map on to what we're believing, what our current experience is, then it's it's going to do more harm than good, right? We don't buy into it. And then it creates that kind of friction where it's like, that is so not happening for me. Like, are you kidding? Like, this, <laughs> yeah, I can't just like repeat this phrase and change right. it, right? So it kind of like pushes us further away as opposed to when we do, you know, what I refer to as thought work, but, or mindset work, um, more specifically, 
and get down to like, okay, but what can you believe that would shift you in the direction you want to go in, right? So for your example, if it's like a negative bank account, right, what do you want to believe about your ability to create income or your ability to make money or your ability to find a, a side hustle or an extra job or, you know, the relative who is willing to help out, right? Like those mm -hmm. sorts of beliefs that feel more tangible to you, feel like something that you can actually kind of like commit to and see for yourself and and build that belief out rather than sort of jumping so far to this place of like life is perfect everything's great which won't really get you those right. results that you're looking for so I hope that answered your question yeah no for sure <laughs> I, yeah because I mean for me like you said I was saying these affirmations I did not believe at all like oh I'm I'm a millionaire. I make six figures every day. And it's like, obviously you don't because you don't have that. But if I could say maybe like I can create income and I create opportunities, like now I'm thinking, okay, like how can I actually do that? And then I'm showing up in that way. So like mm -hmm. I said, it took me years to kind of reach a point of understanding that phrase a little bit better, but I love the way that you just explained it. I hope that that helps people a lot. Um, I just want to quickly add because yeah. uh, what you said reminded me of it that part of the reason why people say this, like part of the reason why it works is because our brains tend to pull from what's happened in the past to tell mm -hmm. us what's realistic for the future, right? Like that's the evidence base that it's pulling from. So if something hasn't worked for you before, it's very natural for your brain to say, yeah, it's going to continue to not work for you, right? Mm -hmm. like things are going to continue in the same direction that they have been. But when you're able to shift your thoughts into those beliefs that still feel realistic, feel, still feel tangible for you, but are a little bit different, like even going to a space where like, it's possible that one day I could be a millionaire mm -hmm. or it's possible that I could, you know, earn X amount, whatever it is for you. Then you start to shift your mind into, okay, what is possible for me? And there's mm -hmm. a lot more that's available in that kind of a conversation than what's probable for me based on what's happened in the past. Right. Yeah. Something I, and I haven't done it a lot lately, but you just reminded me of it. But at one point I kind of started shifting into like a, a what if space, like what if I could make this? And it just made me think about all the options and ways that that could come about. And then a lot of the times I would find something like some thread I could attach to and then just keep going further and further down the rabbit hole a little bit until it felt more realistic. So yeah, I think kind of shifting a little bit into, you know, you, you kind of feel a stretch, but you can still believe it um, is like a good, a good space to be in. Mm -hmm. So um, before I didn't really understand um, the importance of mindset for a while. And I kept thinking to myself, like, okay, if I learn like all the keys of financial literacy, that will you know, have some positive effects on, on my life. So could you explain why it's not enough simply to just learn skills for success and why mindset has to be a part of that shift in routine? Mm -hmm. Great question. I think the answer is twofold. The first being, first and foremost, what you do will never be the thing that changes how you feel. Mm. You've got to focus on how you feel if you want to change how you feel, right? And mm. that I think is the one of the most common sort of misconceptions that I, I personally, this is part of the reason why I got into this space, um, because I was somebody who continued to move the goalpost on myself to set bigger and bigger goals, thinking like, oh, once I hit this, then I'll just, you know, feel great all the time and I'll be so proud and all these things. Mm -hmm. And of course, it was never true. We adapt to our own level of success. So the second that we even get to the point where we know we're going to hit a goal, we lose interest. We set the next one, mm. right? So when we think about success in that way, oftentimes people get caught in this idea of like, 
oh, I don't need mindset. I'm just going to do all these things and, you know, feel better as a result of like everything I've accomplished. It's just not true. So mindset is important in terms of how you want to feel as you live your life, first and foremost, and in terms of not burning yourself out, right? right. Once you're able to sort of play around with your own mindset, once you're able to get to a point where you feel proud of what you've already done, you don't need to do anymore, then the action that you take moving forward comes from a place of like, oh, I just want to see what I'm capable of. Like, I just want to blow my own mind rather than that sense of like pressure, drive, commitment, like go, go, go. So mindset's super important for that reason. Um, I think kind of the second piece that came to mind that people might not think of is that there's oftentimes like steps that somebody took to become successful, but it's not going to be those exact same steps that work for somebody else or in another situation or at another time. So in order to continuously recreate success, you have to have a belief in your own ability to figure things out, right? There has to be a level of trust within yourself to know that you can adapt no matter the environment because success isn't replicated in the exact same way, right? There's so many variables to consider. So mm-hmm. mindset is the space in which you can you build out that belief of like, okay, no matter what environment I'm in, no matter what situation I, I'm in, I'm going to be successful. How do I know? Because I'm the driver of that, right? I believe in myself. I believe in my ability to figure things out. I believe in my decision-making skills, like, et cetera, et cetera. So those are sort of the two pieces that came to mind um, to answer your question. Nice. So how would somebody kind of like, what, what would first steps be to kind of get into that space of working on mindset and in believing in yourself and trusting in your ability and kind of, I guess, being proud of who you are and what you've accomplished without necessarily chasing that accomplishment? Mm-hmm. So I would say the first thing, definitely the first step, in my opinion, is just to become aware of whatever the narrative is currently. Mm. So kind of bringing it back to our conversation about affirmations. If you're really hard on yourself right now, even if those aren't sort of actively the thoughts in your head, it might be something like, you know, I have to stay competitive or I have to work harder, whatever it is. But if underneath that is sort of like a a lack of self-worth in this moment, that's totally okay, but don't don't start off by telling yourself, all right, tomorrow I'm going to, you know, be totally in love with myself and mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a light switch flip, you know, like start where you are and just see that. Try and see those narratives as clearly as possible in all areas of your life. So then you can decide like very gently how you want to move forward with it, right? What are the ones that you want to see changed? This is kind of, this is sort of the inspiration behind the course that I'm doing, the, um, which we can talk about later, but um, self-confidence course of like, see where you are and where mm. it shows up for you. For some people, it's going to be a pervasive issue of self-doubt. For others, it's going to be in specific areas. Whatever it is for you, once you know that it's there, then you can begin the work of saying, okay, but what would I like to believe, right? What feels possible for me to believe right now? And begin the sort of like stepping stone that's kind of one approach that i like to offer to people of what's the what's the next nearest thing that you can believe right now Mm -hmm. that's not so much of a stretch that it just feels not true to you Mm -hmm. right we want it to be believable like we were talking about but we want it to shift you toward whatever your ultimate goal is in this case something like you know i love myself i'm proud of myself i'm proud of the work that i do yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, so like what I'm hearing you say is just basically kind of do an audit on like where you are and like check in on what your current thoughts are and do it without judgment. Just like notice 
where you are on things. And I think that's a really, a really good, a really good strategy. Um, I've mentioned it a few times on the show, kind of like doing a current knee versus ideal dream knee or whatever. Um, and just kind of like that first step being just recognizing where you currently are in whatever space. Um, so I think that's really good. And you mentioned your course that you're doing. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit more for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So that is the, it's called the Kick Your Inner Critic course. And it's a five-day free course for anyone who's interested. And it's really to begin this work, right? To begin the process. I try and make it as um, systematic as possible, as possible as mindset work could be, so that people feel like they have tools that they can implement very practically kind of at home to, to get this started. But yeah, what you said, I think, um, you know, hits the nail on the head well. But honestly, the hardest part is the awareness piece because mm. so much of this just kind of plays in the background of our heads, right? It's not like it's presented to us, like, oh, mm-hmm. here's the thought that's not serving you, right? It's, it's sort of like the narrative that we don't see that's hardest to change, but most important to do so. So this is one space where coaching is really effective because you have somebody else who's sort of looking at your brain for yeah. you. Um, But it's definitely not impossible to do on your own. It just requires a lot of commitment to the awareness aspect, which I Mm -hmm. think um, is like a little bit unusual for folks, like a a little bit foreign if you've never tried that before to do that kind of work. Yeah, it's definitely, um, I remember it being really difficult, like not being able to pinpoint exactly where certain thoughts came from or why certain behaviors. And in some things like I'll have, a moment years later where I'm like, oh, that's why I was doing that. But I think it is really good to just start and especially when the opportunity is there. And I just want to say to all the listeners, I've worked with Jacqueline in the past and it was so transformative in the short period that we worked together. Um, it was right before COVID-19 like kicked off. So things got super <laughs> jumbled afterwards. But, um, you know, the, the ebook that I wrote, all of that stuff, like getting I remember like one of the calls with you I was saying like oh I'm really trying to trying to get a dog but I don't know like if it's going to happen if it's going to be possible and you probably just saw my dog walk up behind me and like that Mm -hmm. like during our sessions it was a whole bunch of like why can't I you know and I had this idea that I can't do it because I don't make enough money or I'm not consistent enough to um, do anything with the podcast really and all of that and just in the period that we worked together and shortly afterwards so many big things have happened so to anyone listening, if you've been wondering, you know, if coaching is the way to go, I will always um, recommend coaching. I think it's important to see what your relationship is like with the coach and whether or not it is a person who can motivate you and that you feel like you connect to, but free courses, other offerings, that's a great way to try it out. So if you're looking for a sign, this is it, go do it. So I wanted to ask you as well, like what, what type of mindset challenges do you notice in your own life? I'm always, I love, we had a therapist on not too long ago and I love talking to people who are professionals in the space. Just talk about the own difficulties that they, they, they um, come into and face as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, it's always like the funniest part, right? People who work professionally in the space are the ones that have had all of these problems. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes us qualified to work in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly, but, (laughs) um, my biggest at the moment, and this is, um, sort of an anticipatory concern, but, um, time management is something that Mm. I've always kind of struggled with. And I didn't recognize that as a mindset issue until recently when I started getting coached on it myself. 
Um, but there are a lot of scarcity beliefs around time that I think a lot of ambitious women hold, such as like, you know, there's never enough time in the day, there's too mm-hmm. many to do and not enough time to do them, everything takes so long, like, et cetera, et cetera, right? We can really go on. And I'm totally one of those people. I 100% think that there's not enough time for me to do everything I need to do. So I've been working on that a lot. Um, and I've definitely seen some improvement. But I, I mentioned kind of in the intro to this podcast that I do really split my time down the middle between I'm in a PhD program in clinical psychology. Yeah. And I'm also running my life coaching business. So it requires me to be effective with time management. And mm-hmm. that's something that I think will it'll it'll be an ongoing struggle I'm nowhere near finished with that work but that is um, one of my big sort of focuses at the moment yeah I relate to that so much I'm currently like as things are ramping up with gentler I'm finding that I want to dip my toes in so many other things and it just never seems to be enough time and I brought an assistant and I realized I'm not really passing a lot of work over to the assistant to do I'm still like kind of in this space of there's never enough time like nothing's going to get done. I did this whole time blocking thing on my calendar. It looks a mess. I hate opening it up. And I'm still just like, uh, and like things are getting done for sure. It just feels like things are not getting done. So what strategies I'm curious that have you been using, like maybe just like one or two that, that you find really help you. And I'm sure a lot of listeners are um, college students and working full-time jobs and also have other interests. And they would love to know just some strategies to just getting around the mindset issue of time management. Yeah. So I think um, this is, you know, kind of funny. It sounds like you had the same experience. I'll just point it out that I too have an assistant and have done a horrible job at passing <laughs> tasks. So we like to think that the answer is like in the action, right? And mm-hmm. like hiring it out or delegating work or getting rid of things, right? It's not true. We still... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still have the same thoughts of not having enough time and having too much to do. So to that end, um, on the more pragmatic side, I also have a calendaring system that I use. I hired a time management coach. So that nice. Um, you know, there, there's those pieces of it for people that don't want to do like all of that. I would say to just start by looking at the places where you're telling yourself you don't want to do something that you've elected to do right? Because that, that's been a big one for me. I'll have my calendar all laid out and then the day will come and I'll be like, you know, I don't really feel like mm-hmm. doing this right now. It's like, well, me in this moment doesn't want to do it. Yes. But me sort of as a more like global entity does want to do it. That's why yeah. I chose to do these things. And that's why I put it on my calendar. So being mindful of that and just kind of like going back to like, okay, well, why does this exist in my life in the first place? Right? What, what made me want to put it there? Mm-hmm. And then seeing if I can kind of get to a place where I where I'm wanting to do it in the moment too, um, that's been useful. And then also to the to the best of my ability, again, this is like what I'm currently working on. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm sort of offering this advice as I go, but trying to make my commitments non-negotiable, right? Even the mm-hmm. ones so that's easy to do, and it's like an appointment or a meeting or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's the ones where you could cross it off right sort of forget about it or move it to next week or whatever those are the ones that I'm really trying to commit to and say no no no, I put this on my schedule for a reason let's just get this done and let's be effective with my time and you know move on in that way yeah 
Yeah, it's it's tough for sure. Um, but I, I like that. Like I said, I always love the idea of coaching and I love, I don't know, it's probably a mindset thing as well, but I do much better with things whenever I feel like, um, what's the best way to put it? Not necessarily looking for approval, but probably, but like at some point, like whenever I'm, you know, I've told someone that I want to get this done and someone's going to come back and ask me what happened and I, I don't have a good reason as to why it didn't happen. Um, and something else that's been helpful for me, um, just thinking about like the past few months with the podcast have been transformative. And I just keep thinking like, what if I had done this two years ago when I said I want to start a podcast? Or what if I had done this months ago when I first started and just where things could be and not in a way of like kicking myself, but just kind of being like, okay, so imagine if I spent 20 minutes on this task, what that could bring me um, in the future. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Some, some things I just hate doing, but um, mm -hmm. I do find it's gotten a lot better um, just doing that and kind of envisioning where I could be. And then, you know, as you said, like keeping things believable, but um, also like, uh, my words are all going away. Believable, but something that I'd also be excited about um, mm -hmm. and not just, you know, like everyday regular things. But I love that for sure. So Jacqueline, where can people find you if they wanted to connect? online. You can find me at my website, which is Jacqueline, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-S coaching.com or on social media at Jacqueline, same spelling, S dot coaching. And I will have all of that in the show notes below. Thank you so much for being with us, Jacqueline. Um, this was so exciting. And to listeners, again, I couldn't encourage you enough to go and check her out, check out her program, um, all that I will be contacting Jacqueline in the future on getting reconnected on working together again once all of this quarantine COVID-19 stuff kind of gives me a sense of um, where things are going to be but I, I can't like stress enough like work like mindset will not not be important for you I talked last episode about how what February 2019 my account was overdrafted and I was writing like how did this happen how does this keep happening and then a year later I was paying off all my debt it wasn't because I started earning a massive amount of more money or anything like that it was it was truly like down to the thoughts so if you have the opportunity to work on that kind of stuff I totally suggest you do Jacqueline is there anything else you'd like to say to the audience or that like to add no just thank you so <laughs> much for having me it was great to join you yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to put this episode up for everyone to hear. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gentler. If you enjoyed it, please give it a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for more self-care advice at GentlerPod and check out our website for more info, www.begentler.com. Talk to you all soon. Bye.